0: Have you ever had that feeling when you leave the doctor's office and think, what did they just say? Or have any burning questions you didn't have time to ask? Or, I don't remember anything that just happened in that appointment. Or even, were they speaking my language? Yeah, us too. That's where we come in. We're the podcast dedicated to helping you understand what your doctor said about that thing you saw your doctor for in the first place. We understand it can be an information overload. We're here to help. I'm Dr. Josh Fletcher, a family medicine resident at North York General Hospital in Toronto. And I'm Jake Bloom, the person who doesn't know what's happening at the doctor's office. Welcome to Dr. Dictionary.
1: I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this podcast isn't meant to be a replacement for a traditional doctor's appointment nor is it meant to be providing medical advice. Rather, it's meant to be a supplement to your doctor's visit and explain why your doctor asked what they asked and help you explain the diagnosis and common treatment plans. Lastly, doctors often have very different styles and approaches to a patient and their diagnosis. If we discuss a question or treatment plan that your doctor didn't mention, that doesn't mean that they were wrong. This could represent a different in practice style or simply the fact that your doctor knows you better than we do and has created a treatment plan that better fits your lifestyle.
0: All right, and welcome back to Dr. Dictionary. This is part four of our contraception series, and today we'll be talking about emergency contraception. So in the first few episodes, we spoke about the generals of contraception. The second episode, we covered hormonal contraception, and the third was about non-hormonal contraception methods. Now, Josh, just so I understand, what is the actual emergency you are referring to?
1: There are methods of contraception that you can use after having unprotected sex when no methods of contraception were used. And you can use these methods after the fact to avoid getting pregnant. These methods can be used after missing multiple pills, or if you're not using any methods at all, or in cases of non-consensual sex as well. For example, you might have tried the withdrawal method and you weren't quick enough, and now you're super worried about pregnancy. So what should you do now? And that's what this episode's talking about. All right, Josh. Well, let's
0: answer that question. What should you do now?
1: So you should go call and see your doctor, discuss these options with them. Because again, there are many different options depending on your preferences, what actually happened, and when you actually had the unprotected sex. And these can help guide you through the process and the anxiety and stress associated with it. So the best
0: thing you can do is go see your doctor. So when they see their doctor, what are the options for emergency contraception that will be discussed?
1: Now, there are many different types of pills you can take to help pregnancy from occurring, or there is the copper IUD, which can be inserted in this
0: time period as well. Let's first discuss the pill. So I've heard some options before, like the plan B or the morning after pill. So let's start with the morning after pill. And what exactly this does this do?
1: So the morning after pill is actually just a high dose of estrogen that's taken 12 hours apart. You can really use any birth control pill for this, but it's really high doses of estrogen. And there are many side effects associated with this because you're having such a high dose like vomiting and headaches. And when is it effective? So you really have to use it within 24 hours or one day after having unprotected sex for it to be effective. So plan B is the other option
0: that's been discussed. And can you explain a bit more about what this pill
1: does? So there are other names for this as well. For example, Next Choice, Option 2, Norlevo, and these are two pills of purely progesterone taken at the same time. They do have fewer side effects than the morning-after pill, and you actually don't need a prescription for this. Now, the problem with Plan B or these other types of pills is it can be less effective if you have a higher body weight. So it's best to discuss this with your doctor. And when is Plan B effective? So it's most effective if used within 24 hours or one day after having unprotected sex. It can be used longer than this, but
0: preferably not. So there's one other pill that your doctor may mention uh, as an option for emergency contraception called Ella. Can you explain a bit about what this does?
1: So this is another medication that works to affect how certain hormones in the body function. Now, unlike Plan B in the morning after pill, this one is effective when used up to five days after unplanned sex. But again, like the other options, is best used right away. Now, there are downsides to this method. Could you explain what those are? So it can be more expensive than other options. And if you're normally on the patch, the pill, or the ring, it can interrupt these hormones. So you have to act like you're restarting them and use a second method of contraception for another seven days, like condoms after using Ella. The last option you mentioned is the copper IUD. And when would this be used? So this can be placed up to seven days after having unprotected sex to prevent pregnancy. And it's the most effective method of emergency contraception as well. Unlike the other methods, it can be used in the future as birth control, whereas Plan B, the morning after pill, or Ella are all in the moment methods that you can use to prevent pregnancy. We did an entire segment on the copper IUD in the third episode, so I encourage you to go back to this episode for more information if you already haven't.
0: Is there ever a time you wouldn't use
1: emergency contraception? Really, the only reason you wouldn't use emergency contraception is if you already have a confirmed pregnancy. Now, these methods will not interrupt an already established pregnancy, but they won't hurt it either. You also don't want to be using emergency contraception as your main form of contraception either. And if this sounds like you, it's probably best to discuss this with your doctor and find an option that works best for you.
0: Is there anything else that our listeners should know about emergency contraception?
1: So these can be very stressful or traumatic experiences and times for you. And it's really important to see your doctor and reach out to get the help that you need beyond contraception. And while this episode is focusing mainly on the actual contraception piece, These situations can take a huge toll on your mental health. And it's like I said, it's important to reach out and get the help that you need as well. And your doctor can be of assistance here. And finally, where can I go for more information on these topics? So you can book another appointment with your doctor or to learn more about some of the emergency contraception methods. Again, sexandyou.ca is an amazing resource and has all the information you need to know.
0: Thanks, Josh. And before we sign off for this episode, I just want to talk about something I've noticed in this four-part contraception series. And that is that so much of the work and responsibility seems to be falling on the female partner in preventing pregnancy. I'm just curious, where does that come from? uh, From your perspective, when you're seeing patients, is it predominantly women coming in to talk about contraception? Do you have any men coming in to talk about it?
1: You're right. Now there should be some, there should be some responsibility on the man, especially for the non hormonal contraception methods, like we were talking about in the third episode. With the hormonal options, there's not much a man can do to assist with these methods, right? It's not the male doing, taking these pills. It's not the male that has the patch on. The male doesn't have the IUD. But with the non hormonal options, there really should be a responsibility on the male counterpart to have those options available to have a condom present, not only for contraception, but for sexually transmitted diseases. If there are other forms of non-hormonal contraception as well that you might be using, that responsibility should also fall on the man. It shouldn't only be the female involved. For sure.
0: And as always, if you have any questions for us, email us at thedoctordictionary at gmail.com or tweet
1: us at thedoctordictionary. I'd like to thank Dr. David Eisen, Chief of Family Medicine at North York General Hospital in Toronto, for peer-reviewing this episode, as well as Nick and John Bragagnolo for recording the original music. Thanks for listening to our series on contraception, and we'll see you in our next episode.